Waljin, did you want to do a podcast today? I do want to do a podcast. I want to do a podcast right now. Let's, okay, let's do it now. Welcome to Their Very Best, a podcast where total amateurs make wild proclamations about the work of expert professional musicians, despite having no actual qualifications. I'm Waldron Faulkner. And I'm Bill Noto. Thanks for joining us for wild, unsolicited opinions about The Who. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're doing The Who. I know, I feel like this is our first one that I'm the most <laughs> nervous about getting it all wrong. Well, it's one of those where, you know, we were just sort of imagining doing this podcast and we threw some names out there. Like the who was in the top, say half a dozen of the names that we put out there. For sure. And we both put the who, right? It was yeah. A, yeah. yeah. You're the host though. And I'm okay with that. I think that you've, I've scooped enough of yours that it's time for some retribution. Well, I'm glad, Waldron, because retribution you shall have. I'm going to be quizzing you today. Oh, really? (laughs) I have some quizzes. I've got some quiz matter. So we're going to be doing classic format tonight, where we're both coming in with our picks. Right. It means I get to go first. But before we get started, I would like to have one veto. What does that mean? It means that if you choose this song, you can't. Well, you're the co-host, so I would say pound sand. No vetoes for you. I should have the veto. I'm the host. Contact at theirverybest.com. <laughs> veto. Don't look at it. Are you sending a note? Okay. Are you are you registering your uh, anticipated picks from Billy? Is that what you're doing? No, I'm I'm registering one veto song. What does that mean? Like no it one means, can pick this. If you pick the song, well, I would never pick it. Curb? And if you pick it. I'm going to veto that as one of their choices. I am not accepting this. <laughs> I'm hosting now under duress. I, I, I doubt that you'll pick and it. I'm filing a protest for I, I really doubt that you'll pick it. And I think that when I'm, I kind of regret sending the email now I because I want to know what it is. But I, I, well, you'll know because I sent it in an email. <laughs> and when you see it, I hope you won't be offended that I would imagine that you would pick it. But. Is it like you're like, oh, Bill's going to pick this stupid song. Nope, you know what, I'm going to do. That's what's going on here, isn't it? (laughs) Call it insurance. Waljin, just remember, I am your partner in this enterprise. I know. Partner. Partner. (laughs) I regret, I regret sending the email, but there it is. That's all right. All right, Waljin, you're the co-host, so let's hear your third best song. So my number three pick, and these are ordered, okay? We're going classic their very best. I love it. From the album called The Who by Numbers from 1975, I'm choosing Slip Kid. When you start playing it, listen close to yep. those tom noises. I want you to tell me how they get that descending tom sound. It, it, it's like a, a pitch. The boom, boom. What is that tom noise? I think it's a double-headed tom that just doesn't have any muffling on it. Tuned, like both both sides in phase with one another, so it resonates. I've got my clip on, textbooks, lead me to the station, yeah, I'm off to the wall. Classic Defiant Youth song, favored much by August. He's a huge Who fan. Slip kids, slip kids, second generation. 
was, I think, my first I Am Obsessed With This Band bands. Mm-hmm. Age 13, mm-hmm. 12, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Just the say, same age as our boys are. And mm-hmm. this song was definitely one of those where I would listen to it super loud. and I feel like that. I was feeling it, right? Sort of generational flipping the bird. You know, I don't know how yeah. to put it, but just sort of like a defiance. You know, the teen rebellion aspect of it was such a key part of their vibe. No easy way to be free. There's no easy way to be free. No. That piano sound. Two hands to do this. Listen. Oh, yeah. And then he'll do it in two octaves. that like pick going up and down this yeah the guitar <sighs> that pick. pick slide it's got everything you want in a pete townsend performance the piano adds a lot that's a great song you know i don't i don't really i don't really like have this song in my who repertoire so it's exciting to hear one that's not really in my wheelhouse but i like it the who by numbers is a is a very odd album this right here this feedback thing with volume it's feedback and guitar noises with volume knob probably rather uh-huh. than pedal maybe pedal listen I think that's like wah pedal definitely not no or volume pedal it's like volume knob to me. And whistle bass descending. This is another band where just every member of the band is incredible. Just incredible. Yep. yep. The songwriting is wonderful. The rock god vocals from Roger Daltrey yeah. are incredible. Yeah. Roger Daltrey. What's the story of this song? Does this fit into like one of their narrative megavisions? Well, they sure were doing a lot of that, and I feel like maybe they got away from that by this point. Yeah. I mean, this is sort of the end of the... The end of the road. The good era. Yeah. You know, like there's, they've got, I think, three more years with Keith Moon, and then he's gone, and I think that's the end of The Who, uh-huh. as far as I'm concerned. Uh-huh. Maybe with small exceptions here yeah. and there. But I, I remember learning that Pete Townsend... I think of him as being such a gifted songwriter. I think I learned that he was reluctant to write the songs. It was like, oh my God, I got to write these songs and, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. Whereas as a songwriter, I'm like, oh my God, I've got inspiration. I get it it out there. I guess if I'm not ready to write a song and I am forced to write a song, that never goes well for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's my song. It's a quick one while he's away. Oh my God. Is this a veto? Is this your veto? No, it's not a veto. It is not a veto. Okay. And I'm going from live at Leeds. Her man's been gone for nigh on a year. He was due home yesterday, but he ain't here. 
The story of this song is it's like it's like their first little opera. It's in six parts. And it's about, you know, someone whose husband is away, and then there's some infidelity, and then the husband comes back. And there's marital angst, and then there's a redemption and resolution and forgiveness. I, I, maybe I forgot one of the pieces, but that's the gist of it. You know, it's interesting. I'm just thinking about it right now because what I said earlier about Pete Townshend being a reluctant songwriter, I've always found that it helps to have a narrative in your mind, whether or not it's a rock opera or a little a drama. Or yeah. um, this is why I gravitated towards film scoring mm. and having the story or the challenge that isn't just free form can be very helpful mm-hmm. even if even if it never emerges like I, I used to do that for music that had no lyrics mm-hmm. at all right mm. well just having a little bit of constraint helps you yeah have some structure and some guideposts You know, I didn't know, and I thought of myself as a huge Who fan, I didn't know that this was a little sort of early rock opera experiment, so that goes to show what I know. So I like this, none of the other songs I pick are from their two big operas, (laughs) Tommy or Quadrophenia, but I thought this was a way of like nodding towards that uh, tendency or aspect of their musicianship. And there's a a thing that happens in the song, and I don't know exactly where it happens, where it's just really funny to me, but they wanted to get some cellos in the mix, (laughs) and they couldn't, for whatever reason, get the cellos, so they end up singing the cello part. When they're singing the cello part, they're singing the words cello, 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 cello. (laughs) (laughs) What's that movie? It It might be Rushmore, like one of those, what's his name? Wes Anderson. Yeah, one of those Wes Anderson movies uses a piece of the song in it. Yeah, uh, it's in Rushmore. You are forgiven. Now, Bill, you said you didn't have any other songs from any of the other um, concept pieces, mm-hmm. Tommy or Quadrophenia, mm-hmm. but there is a chance that you would have one from a concept piece without knowing it, oh, as as I, I might have, because... I, I do have a piece from a concept piece without knowing it. Aha. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get a chance to scoop you here. Okay. So, Who's Next, which was the remainder of the concept piece, Lifehouse. Yes. Now... I think that you probably are picking something very pedestrian from this, and I will not be picking something pedestrian. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare let's you, have, sir? <laughs> let's, let's hear it. What do you, what, I, I will what? welcome any of the pedestrian songs from this album because well, they're... I think it's the best album. I will concur with your choice of best album, but my pick for the song, number two song, is Love Ain't For Keeping. Great song. Not my pick. Great song. Love the acoustic. Yeah. Multiple acoustics, and then just great Roger Daltrey vocals here. Yeah. 
The multiple guitars are sounding great here. The recordings are really good. We hear all the parts cleanly. The drums are a little muddy sometimes, but the, perform- the drum performance kind of compensates for it. It makes up for it. Do you agree? Um, I, I wouldn't presume. I mean, it's 1971. We remember that three years earlier, or one year earlier, when we were listening to the drum recordings on Mitch Mitchell and the Hendrix, like, you could barely hear anything. So, yeah. compared to that, this is pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, the muddy performance might just be Keith Moon. I don't think so. The guitar in your right ear. Yeah. No, the guitars sound great. And the bass too. What do you what's what what do you love about this song? You know, I don't know, dude. I don't have any kind of um You got nothing to say? I got <laughs> I just love it. You know, we might be into territory here where, you know, I'm conflating my own emotional subjectivity. Nostalgia. Or, yeah. You know, my nostalgic love for this album. Yeah. Lay down beside me. You know, if if you had asked me what's the best song on this album at, say, 10-year intervals over the past 40 years, I might have had different answers each time. Uh Uh-huh. You know, right now it's Love Ain't For Keeping. Okay, so now I'm going to play another song off of the same album. All right, now, I just want you to know, and, and maybe I should have expanded my veto list, because there are two songs that you might play that would be considered pedestrian. Both are great. One is vastly superior to the other. <laughs> All right, Waldron. You know what? We are in hot take land. Last, <laughs> last week, you were like, I don't know. I don't feel so sure about this. You, you well, certainly seem sure of yourself tonight. I mean, I've been, I've been listening to The Who. <laughs> This is not Hendrix, where I stopped listening for 30 years and then did a podcast about it, right? It's, it's, I've been listening to The Who, you mm-hmm. know, maybe mm-hmm. not regularly, but like periodically for mm-hmm. 40 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember how you got turned on to The Who? 40 yeah, years a friend ago? of mine, a, a kid that was a little older than me. Um, I was hanging out at his house and he played, at, I seem to think that we, wa- somehow we watched The Kids Are All Right, the movie The Kids Are All Right, and my mind was blown. I think we mm-hmm. maybe went and saw the movie in a theater. Wow. And then he had wild. the album, The Kids Are uh-huh. All Right. Uh-huh. And um, that's the one where they're like in bed with the flag. Is that I right? think they're out on the street with the flag laying under okay. the flag. But yeah, it's that that's the cover of it. And yeah, I mean, I was a goner at that point. And um, only after I discovered Pink Floyd were the were the who supplanted in my Got it. heart. Yeah. Certain fans might appreciate uh, my brother for sure turned me on to the who <laughs> in a huge way. Right. I mean. In a huge way. Well, I trust your brother's taste. You should. So let's you, see you should. how he guided you. Yeah. Well, l- later there'll be a little bit more on that. But so I'm picking Baba O'Reilly as my next song. Yep. See, that's the wrong Vetoes one. Vetoes be damned. <laughs> well, I can't veto it, but... You, you, that's right. You cannot. Let's listen to it first and we'll love it. Okay. So while this is happening... That synthesizer part is 
insane. 1971, crazy synth. Crazy. ARP. Crazy synth. And the other one that's got a great synth is Won't Get Fooled Again, which I'll just tell you now is my next one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny because I think you've foiled my plan. To me, I have the dichotomy. Uh Bob O'Reilly versus Won't Get Fooled Again. Oh, great. Let's have that conversation. Won't Get Fooled Again is vastly superior to Bob O'Reilly for a number of reasons that we can maybe get into when we listen to it. One of the things that's wild to me is it's either Bob O'Reilly or Won't Get Fooled Again, where the synth part is really interesting. Pete Townsend was reading about universal Sufism. Did you read about this? No. The mysticism of sound and music, which referred to the spiritual harmony and the universal chord, which would restore harmony to humanity when sounded. And I think this was one of the themes of Lifehouse. And so he interviewed several people with general practitioner style questions. I don't really know what that means. He captured their heartbeats and their brainwaves and their astrological charts. And he somehow used all of that and converted the results into a series of audio pulses, which he programmed into his synthesizer. So like... Who? Pete Townsend did that? Yes. For this song or for Won't Get Fooled Again? I think it's for Won't Get Fooled Again. This one sounds like it could be something like that. There's a lot of sort of... Well, there's this similar kind of thing happening in both of them. there's just like crazy synth madness going on it's like a backing track so they're or arpeggiated something yeah you know? the ARP was all about arpeggiation okay and they used it I don't even think it had a keyboard I think it was all patch cables and programming yeah <laughs> but to me that's just like what the are you kidding me let's get We need to talk about the uh, fiddle solo at the end, okay? which is great, but I think not that great. And also, the theme, the Teenage Wasteland, it was appealing to me when I was, you know, 15, 16. Right. I think it's a bit, should I say, immature at this point? Sure. I guess it was uh, the the that came out when they were like looking out at all the wasted teenagers at Woodstock. Right. Like that. <laughs> it's like, oh god, the humanity. All right, quick pop quiz, Waldron. Oh no. This is the, the tables ro- have turned. It's, it's it's the game the fans love. <laughs> <laughs> the Rolling Stone over under. Um, Bob O'Reilly was 159 on Rolling Stone's list of 500 greatest songs of all time. Where was R.E.M.'s Night Swimming? Over or under? (laughs) 
Bob O'Reilly. Well, I have no idea, Bill. I can't can't guess that. That's not an answer. You have to choose. I have a hard time believing that <laughs> any song by R.E.M. would place above ranked higher than the highest ranked Who song on their list. So I'm going to say it's ranked lower than Baba O'Reilly, 159. Correct. Oh, thank God. Because <laughs> I, I don't ever want I really to... wanted to be able to shout false. Yeah, I know. I, do, I don't Mario's ever want to. Night Swimming was 160. Damn it. 160? You gave me one off? That's awful. You're a terrible person. There's no... I, I, I learned I it from watching disagree. you, Dad. <laughs> So let's talk a little about why the song is so vastly superior to Baba O'Reilly. Okay. So the synth is much more melodic. Mm-hmm. And there's a weird envelope phaser uh, flange thing happening in it. Mm-hmm. Also, and I don't want to ruin it before we get there, but it's got mm. endless Keith Moon fill. And at the end of the solo section, mm-hmm. it has the greatest rock shout moment of all time. I 100% concur. <laughs> Thank you, Roger Daltrey, for that. And one of the best lines in rock and roll history, meet the new boss. Same as the old boss. <laughs> it's the old boss. It's a brilliant line. Yeah. I wonder, is that a... Did Pete Townsend pen that himself, or did he appropriate a, a sort of British shop, you know, shop floor slang? I don't know. I wish I knew. I know this was produced by Glenn Johns, um, who produced the Beatles and Stones and a yeah. lot of other great music. One way in which it isn't superior to Baba O'Reilly is that it's an eight-minute song, I think. <laughs> They're both kind of long. I mean, Baba O'Reilly is... eight and a half minutes. <laughs> eight minutes and 31 seconds. Yeah, it's got multiple, like, parts and movements. Again, these guys are serious. The dynamic change and the melodic phrasing that happens during the synth solo part before the classic Keith Moon drum fills, which in this case are also superior to the big fill that's in Bob O'Reilly. Tell me about Keith Moon. I mean, Keith Moon was like a, a notorious troublemaker. He would do things like drop M80s into the toilet in his hotel room, like regularly and blow up the plumbing in his hotel. Yeah. He would throw a television set regularly out of the window of his hotel room. But it wasn't just that he was like destroying the TV. He would also go to the trouble of getting like an extension cord that was long enough so that the TV would be on the whole way down. <laughs> well, that's a, I don't know. Somehow that makes it much better. Yeah, know? that makes it more it's performance an, art destruction, yeah. right? Which is a, a part of the Who's appeal, just in terms of rebellion. Yeah, well, I mean, destruction, whether on stage or off stage. Yeah. One other story is that when they were on the Smothers Brothers, oh, yeah. um, he put exploding charges into his drum shells and had a conspirator 
detonate them during the performance. Like he tipped some of the crew to to basically blow up his drums. Like at the end of the performance. Yep. And the band didn't know this was coming or happening. Yeah, and it screwed up, I think it was Pete Townsend's hearing for the rest of his life. Yeah, it's over the um, top. That scene is in the Kids Are All Right movie, and it's one of those moments where I was like, it blew my mind. Especially, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna smash a Les Paul, was, I think it was a Les Paul. Yeah. Here's your synth solo. Listen to the, like, getting the synth to make these different noises. Maybe there is a keyboard on it. It's multidimensional in both ears. Like, an amazing drum performance. There it is. (laughs) Still gives me chills. And that, that part before the scream, there's almost like a call and response happening between the drums and the synth, and how the synth is mixed. You know, it, the the sound of the synth reminds me a lot of the um, Hammond B3. Can you now reveal your veto? Or do you want to share, you, do you still have to share more about your very best song? We can reveal the veto right here because there's another uh, dichotomy. Okay. Okay. Yep. This time it's Quadrophenia versus Tommy. Hmm. And there is a correct answer and there's an incorrect answer. The correct answer is Quadrophenia. In terms of is a superior oof? Yes. Interesting. My number one pick is from Quadrophenia. Okay. And it's Love, Rain Over Me. Oh, that's great. That's a great song. And I'm glad you picked it because in the future, I'm going to talk about, in Family Court of Public Opinion, the voice from Tom Noto. And this was one of Tom Noto's picks as best songs. Good. A voice from Tom Noto. I, I'm psyched about this. Now, you, I notice you've chosen the correct version of the song. It's from the <laughs> their album as opposed to the soundtrack. Gotcha. I think that's timpani. Yep. That's awesome. Sounds like thunder. I love the piano here. It's rain. Yeah. And it's rain, R-E-I-G-N. Yeah. But it's rain, R-A-I-N, all in this song. There's a note here that's off. Listen. Do you hear it? 
It's not, it's intentional. Or it might be one of those mistakes that became intentional after they played it a second time. Uh-huh. Only love can make it rain the way the beach. I love how that, that violin. Yep. There was like a piano doing that just before that started, that ostinato. Can make it rain like the sweat of lovers laying in the fields. I don't really know what to say about it. I don't have some deep analytical... It's just raw emotion and a guitar solo that I love. I'll say something. Say it. I read the autobiography of Pete Townsend, and I found I liked him less after finishing the autobiography. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it was sort of the opposite experience of reading Keith Richards' autobiography. I was like, I love this person. (laughs) Pete Townsend's autobiography. I was like, I don't like this person. Pete Townsend is a tortured soul, man. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That's fair. I just thought he sounds like sort of egotistical and like not like a nice person in the autobiography. But like that song, Love Rain Over Me, I feel like that's him appealing to his better angels. You know, like I appreciate that. I'm just going to share Family Court of Public Opinion. We heard the voice of Tom Noto agreed with you on your pick of Love Rain Over Me. He also suggested another song. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. Oh my God. What if it's the veto? That would be amazing, but I don't think it is. I have two. I have two. Do I say the Beatles first? The veto was Pinball Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to pick Pinball Wizard. Yeah. Good. And, and my generation, was that the second veto? Mm, I would have accepted my generation because of the intense passion and love I once had for that song and mm. which August currently has for that song. It's a great song, man. So there, there were two other songs. What did we call them? Honorable Mentions? Honorable Mentions. Yeah. One is, is a song that was going to be on Lifehouse, did not make it onto Who's Next. It's called The Relay. Oh, yeah. You can hear it in the street. See it in a dragon And the other one is also from Quadrophenia, and it's called I'm One. It's just a beautiful, beautiful, sensitive guitar song. I got a Gibson without a case, but I can't get that even tanned look on my face. Ill-fitting clothes, and I blend in the crowd. All right, so those are your honorable mentions. Yep, I want to hear the Tom Noto so Tom, family court of public. Yeah, opinion. so Tom Noto's pick on the greatest song by The Who is "I Can See for Miles." Really? Yeah. He went early. It's on the Who's Sell Out. August asked me, since we're doing Family Court of Public Opinion, he asked me today, he always wants me to choose one or the other. And it was, I can see for Miles or Happy Jack. (laughs) That's a great song, too. I chose Happy Jack, so I think Tom... Happy Jack's a great song. I'm worried about what your brother might think of me for choosing Happy Jack over his 
top of all time pick for the Who. Well, he said, sign me up for the Voice of Dissent. I'm ready to do it immediately before oh you record God. your episode. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, well. He's got strong opinions about the Who for sure. Nice. All right, and I'm going to do uh, one song for Martha. So I asked Martha before, like like two hours ago, I was like, Martha, what, song, what, what songs by the Who do you like? And she's like, oh, I like the Who. They're funny. She said, yeah, I was listening to this great song by the Who. It's on the Who by Numbers, which you cited earlier. And the song she picked was Blue, Red, and Gray. Yeah, I love that song. Which I is, love that song. <laughs> All right, so let's listen to Blue, Red, and Gray for Martha. Sipping cocktails in the blue, red, and gray. But I like every minute of the day. To me, this is like the anti-Who song. Like, it's... it's the Who by Numbers is a very strange album. And this is one of the reasons why. I, I didn't know this song until Martha brought it to my attention about an hour ago. And it's beautiful. It's optimism. It's light. It's sweet. And Pete Townsend barely let it escape... He like recorded it and then didn't like it, didn't want anyone to listen to it. And Glenn Johnson's like, no, I want to hear it. And he's like, that's a great song. We're putting it on the album. And, and he had to convince Pete Townsend to put it out. Did he record it with the ukulele and that was his like demo or like? Yeah, I think it was. I think that's right. And then Entwistle's playing the horns. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. I know a man who works the night shift. He's lucky to get a job in some So, yeah. Is it decided? It's decided. I've decided. It's decided for The Who. The best live album by The Who (laughs) is Live at Leeds. (laughs) The best studio album by The Who is Who's Next. And the very best song by The Who, according to me, (laughs) the host, who gets to decide, (laughs) just won't get fooled again. Yeah, you're the decider. Brothers, brothers and co-hosts. Be damned. Be damned. Nice. <laughs> Good. Well, I agree. Brothers and co-hosts all be damned. So, Bill, I want the people to get in touch. The fans should get in touch. They should get in touch with Twitter, with Instagram, on Facebook, at their very best, each of those, and on email, contact at theirverybest.com. You send in your vetoes for bands that we, that you hope that we'll do. Send us an email with the band you want us to do, contact at theirverybest.com, and then include your vetoes, and then we'll probably pick those. And then the website, theirverybest.com, has more information about each of the episodes we've done. It's not bad. I like the website. Please leave us a review. Please leave us a five-star review. And definitely check out the playlists, which you'll find on our website. We're going to do more of these, so beware. Watch out! We'll be offering more unsolicited wrong opinions in the future. I'm Waldron. And I'm Bill. And thanks for listening to Their Very Best. Their Very Best.